What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 181 of TLDR Podcast. We've got a good one for you. The NFL playoffs are underway. We're going to talk about that with James. And as usual, we got some basketball talk with your boy Alex and some hockey talk with your boy Traden. Um, I'll be hosting this week. You know, it's always nice because baseball offseason is is cold as ever. And, you know, I don't know what to talk about. So it's nice to have a little bit of a reprieve from that. Um, but yeah, I think it, let's check in with the boys. Uh, James, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I, uh, I did a 72 hour fast last week and I'm still recovering. I finished on Thursday and I'm still not hundred percent. So don't ever do a 72 hour fast. I probably won't until next year, but, uh, do it right. If you're going to do it. What was the uh, motivation behind a 72 hour fast to see if I could do it? And ah. I did it and I regretted it. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm proud of you for achieving your goal. At least when you say do it right. What did you do wrong? I didn't prep. Literally, the day, it was New Year's. I was like, ah, let's get it done. Terrible idea to go from drinking and eating so much food every single day to not eating at all. That mm. was not. <laughs> so would you yeah. have like tapered off, or would you? I probably to... would have tapered. Yeah, I would have readied my body a little bit better because it was hell. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound fun at all. So Dude, uh... I slept when I wasn't working. I was sleeping. That was my day every Jeez. single day. Sound like a bear. Damn. I was hydrating. That's what I was you doing. eat a lot and then you just sleep and don't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, James tried to be a bear. It didn't work out so well. Maybe maybe next year you'll uh, do it right next time. But yeah, we'll maybe I'll be a small bear next time. You know. But good for you for doing that. That's pretty pretty cool, I guess. Uh, Alex, the stash is back. For those that yeah. are not watching it, uh, adoring a beautiful mustache. Uh, what was the reason for going with the mustache? You know, uh, I'm not really sure if I'm being completely honest. Uh, it was just one of those things where I was kind of like, babe, should I just do it? And she was like, yeah. And here we are. And probably when we get back on the pod next week, the beard will be mostly back because it's too much work to keep it up. Um, but it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what? Let's just fuck it. Like, let's do it. Why not? Sometimes you don't really need, need a reason to do stuff. You know, you just, yeah, just fuck it. I'm just gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Trade, you, you you have any any of those decisions lately? Yes, actually, that's funny you ask because I'm so close to just going back to my clean shaven self. I, mm. I I know it's crazy, and I I, I just thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I, I think I just want it back. But then then I look, I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's tough. It's it's tough. So yeah, that that is a great that is a decision. That's I. It's just ironic that that even uh. I mean, you can always oh, grow it back. It's not like a forever yeah. choice. True, yeah, true. Shave it. And, and, shave it. and Alex and I, you know, Alex is on team trade, and I might be on team Alex. I, I might, I might cut. Team I might the mustache. Go. Team stash. Well, I don't know about the mustache. I don't know if I can pull that off. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Just try it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, well, I like it. I'm curious to see next week if we'll have clean shaven trade in or normal trade in. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Uh, Trade lately on the podcast, he's been doing fun little like facts based on the number. So I decided I'm going to do little fun things because I thought that was a cool idea. So I'm going to do on this day in sports history. Today mm-hmm. is January 9th. Uh, on this day in sports history, the Raiders beat the Vikings in 1977 in the Super Bowl 11. Does anyone want to guess who the coach for the Raiders was that day? That game. Don Madden. You are correct. The trivia Bang. king, Alex, does it again. So the late great John Madden was the the uh, oh, yeah. yeah Raiders beat the Vikings thirty two to twelve thirty two to fourteen so kind of like yesterday's national championship game not exciting at all but <laughs> what are you gonna do uh, but yeah speaking of Super Bowl and you know NFL playoffs and all that stuff that's getting started uh, the the NFL regular season wrapped up this past weekend 
um, all the fantasy, you know, things wrapped up. James, congratulations on winning our big money league and also the fun league. I don't know if you're any other leagues that you won, but you've been winning a lot of fantasy leagues lately, but um, let's talk about that. And let's talk about the NFL playoffs that are, t- that are starting this weekend. Yeah. I uh, placed in four out of the seven leagues I was in. So that was fun. I made some money. Um, Tyler got second in the fun league and third in the main league. Alex and Traden, I have no idea. Oh, Traden got last in our big league. That's <laughs> Sacco. <laughs> the Sacco. He's gotta he's gotta get my name tattooed on his asshole. Um <laughs> we went from ass to asshole. <laughs> on the actual hole. See, I, on the hole, man. It's I, I didn't I didn't agree to that, but it's okay. It's gotta encircle the entire thing. Oh god. Um, <laughs> and then Alex is just Alex with a stat. I don't know where I finished. I stopped paying attention. I mean, There's <laughs> Anyway, we're going to do a quick little playoff preview here. Round one of the playoffs. Two teams are in a bye. Niners and Ravens, obviously. We're going to start in the AFC. The number seven Steelers, 10 and seven. At the number two Bills, 10 or 11 and six, which is very surprising. Steelers, top six defense to the bottom eight. Top six defense to the bottom eight offense. They closed out the season with three straight wins. So Tyler, who said that Mike Tomlin was going to finish sub 500, is wrong. Yep. Mason Rudolph kind of been that guy saving grace to the team, but unfortunately TJ Watt is set to miss some time when he's bringing his MCL in that last game. The Bills, on the other hand, top six offense and top four defense. They had a tough middle of the season, but they won the last five games after uh, Sean McDermott said he was an Al Qaeda supporter. So that's a big deal. <laughs> Josh Allen is a pick throwing machine. So if they can figure that out, they might be good. Alex, who's going to win? Yeah, that's my boy, Joshy. Uh, yeah. Tough middle of the road, but five straight to end it. Um, the Bills are just the better team. Tyler. Yeah, I agree with Alex, but the Bills are just, they're, they're, they're something the better team here. I think the Steelers will make it close. A lot of people expect they've been overachieving all season. I think they'll continue that. I think that TJ Watt injury is a big deal though. And I think that's one reason why the Bills will win this game. Trade, is it a sweep? Uh, it is a sweep battle of the frauds, but there's one team that's less fraudy and that would be the Steelers. Moving on to the next matchup in the AFC, we have the number six Dolphins at 11 and six first at the number three Chiefs, also 11 and six. The Dolphins obviously have a top two offense, very explosive, but they're middle of the pack in defense. When uh, when they're healthy, they're very, very, very explosive. When you have guys like Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle, who may not play, uh, but the defense has so many injuries like Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, who just got injured. Uh, and they have a bunch of guys in the linebacking core who might not play as well. The Chiefs, on the other hand, middle of the pack offense, which is surprising, but top two defense, which is way more surprising. Uh, Their defense has been their saving grace, as it has been all year long, because Travis Kelsey is nowhere to be found. He's MIA right now. Trading who wins? Uh, I thought we could see an upset here, uh, but given the fact that the defense on the the Miami is so banged up, and I'm just going to give the edge to the Chiefs, even though I don't love the pick. Tyler. I agree. I think the Chiefs win. It's hard to bet against the Chiefs at home in the playoffs. I know the Chiefs have not looked like their normal selves kind of all season, um, but it's. You know, I, I think they're going to find a way to win this game despite that explosive Dolphins attack. Oh, I like that. And then Alex. I'm also going Chiefs um, for different reasons. One, Miami is a fraud. They are the New York Giants of last year. They only beat one team with a 500 record all season. And it's supposed to be cold as shit in Kansas City. It's not typically cold as shit in Miami, so not a chance. Yeah. So far, our picks have been very boring and all the same. But moving on to the next matchup, the four and five, the Browns eleven and six at Houston ten and seven. Yes, I know the stat or the standings are weird, but that's what happens when you win your division. 
The Browns have a top 10 offense and a middle of the pack defense. It's incredible how this team survives so many injuries, especially Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. But Joe Flacco has brought this team back from the dead. So Flacco is no longer Fluco if you can continue this up. The Texans, on the other hand, middle of the pack offense and defense. They, uh, it, I just love the story, honestly. First year coach, D'Amico Ryans, rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud. It's, it's a Cinderella-esque story for them to make the playoffs after being the third worst team. Tyler, who wins? Yeah, I'm really excited to watch this game. It should be a really close game. I'm excited to see a lot of those young uh, Texas stars in a playoff atmosphere. But I'm going to go with the Browns here. I just think I think their their, their pass rush is going to be a little bit too much for CJ Stroud in that offense. Um, and like like I said, I like Joe Flacco a lot. I think he's coming. He's 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 done a great job taking over that that team. And I think they're a really well coached team. So I'm going to go Browns here. Alex. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Houston. Mostly to be different, I was going to pick whatever thing whoever went first picked differently because I'm <laughs> split 50 50. Um, even though CJ Stroud's going to finish second in offensive rookie of the year to my guy Puka, I'm going Houston. And then trade. Um, I have uh, Joe Flacco throwing two, two interceptions because he has eight and five games. Um, Texans are going to win. Oh, I like that. I'd like the Texans in this one. Moving on to the NFC, number seven Packers at 98 at Cowboys 12 and five. Packers, again, middle of the pack offense, middle of the pack defense. Aaron Jones has kind of willed this team the last couple of weeks and his amazing performances as of late. And the rush defense for this team has been horrible. That is their biggest weakness on this team. The Cowboys, on the other hand, number one offense, top five defense. CJ Lamb, CD Lamb, not CJ. CD Lamb is pretty much unguardable. This guy is fighting for a contract and he's going to get a massive contract after this season. The biggest question is, if this offense is not clicking, can this defense pick it up? Because a couple weeks ago, that offense did not click, and they were struggling. Uh, Alex, who you got one? I'm going Dallas. Um, they're just a better team overall. Um, it wouldn't, I guess, I wouldn't surprise me if it's an upset because Dallas tends to falter in the playoffs. But I just go with the better team here, Tyler. I like Dallas here. Unfortunately, um, they're at home. They they they're playing. They played good at great at home all season. Um, as as great as the Packers have 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 looked, I think this would be the biggest upset of the weekend if the Cowboys lose. And then trade. Yep, the Cowboys are a buzzsaw at home. Uh, it, Packers are done. Moving on to the next matchup, we have the number six Rams, aka Tyler's fake favorite team, ten and seven, at the Lions, twelve and five. Rams have a top eight offense with their amazing Puka Nakua, Matt Stafford, uh, Cooper Cup, but they have a bottom half defense. Aaron Donald, where are you at? Who knows? Uh, they have an incredible passing attack, like I just mentioned, but their special teams are the biggest issue here as they rank dead last in the league. The Lions, on the other hand, have a top five offense and a bottom half defense. Their offense is explosive pretty much anywhere, but they just lost Sam Laporta. Reports say he might be back, but I seriously doubt it after getting injured in week 18. Trading who wins? Uh, this is my favorite matchup of the week, guys. <laughs> I, I, there's so many subplots, so many different interesting things. I I, I just love um, just love the Lions here. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very, very close, but I just have the Lions squeaking out at home as the home team. Tyler. Yeah, again, I agree with trade. I think this is gonna this is the most exciting and most fascinating matchup. I think obviously the the Stafford Goff matchup is just it's it's so much fun to um watch. Um I'm gonna go with the Rams here. I think they're gonna pull off the upset behind their 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 two rookies in Puka Naku and Kyron Williams. Um I think they're gonna they're gonna somehow I, I think it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a high scoring game, but I think that Rams ultimately will get the final blow. Fun fact, Kyron Williams is not a rookie. Uh Alex. Oh, 
James Aaron Donald still getting triple teamed. That's where he is and letting the other guys uh, lead in rookie sacks. So that's what's going on there. Uh, 100% bias pick. The Rams are going to win. And if they don't win, I will be rooting for the Lions the rest of the way. Is anybody surprised by those two answers? Crickets. Exactly. (laughs) 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 What do you have, James? Uh, I have Lions. I I love the Lions story and I just don't like the Rams. Biased. It is what it is. Moving on to the next matchup. Number five, Eagles, Tyler's real favorite team, 11 and six at number four, Bucks, nine and eight. Again, you win the division, you get a higher seed. Eagles, top seven offense, bottom three defense. They started off so hot and they were running their mouth, but then the 49ers broke them. <laughs> and they've only won one game since that Niners game. The Bucks, on the other hand, bottom half offense, top seven defense. They've shown moments of brilliance, but then they turn around and almost lose to the Panthers in week 18. I don't know what to make of this team. Tyler, who's winning? The Eagles will find a way to lose this game. Okay, they don't deserve to win this game after the past month. They've looked absolutely pathetic. I don't even care what Tampa has to offer. Philly's going to lose. Sorry about it. Oh, um, Alex. You know, I was going to pick the Bucks, but I'm not going to now, Tyler. This is a positive podcast. So your Eagles are going to no. win this game. Tyler. They're not. They're not. I'm going to give you positivity. Okay. You know what? Can't. I'm not going to visit next weekend anymore. I'm out. <laughs> Fighting words. No, I'm just kidding. I'm coming anyway. <laughs> and then trade. No. <laughs> the Eagles are looking so bad. And and it, the, th- the thing was, if you asked, if you, if this matchup was a thing, if you, if we talked about this matchup a month ago or two months ago, we're like, okay, this is not even a thing. This is, this is a blowout. Uh, no, <laughs> the Bucks are going to win this game. Bucks aren't oh. going to win. The Phillies are going to, lo- or Eagles are going to find a way to lose it. That's how it's going to happen. Bryce, Bryce Harper is going to play quarterback. Yeah. That's how it is. Some, something's going to happen like that. It's going to be stupid. Anyway. Trey, Trey Turner could probably play corner. Probably <laughs> I mean, figure it out. Find a way to sign him right now. We'll take it. He's going to be the very first white corner to ever play in the NFL. <laughs> That's some <laughs> shit. <laughs> and uh, that wraps up our playoff previews. They're really, really fast because there are six matchups. But we hope you guys enjoyed. And we hope we're mostly right because none of us really picked an upset here. Except for this Eagles-Bucks game. Yeah. Um, upset. Well, Alex and I picked the Rams, so there's there there there's that. But yeah, it should be a very fun wildcard weekend. Is wild, so I mean they 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 called that for a reason. There's they're going to be upsets. It should be a great weekend of football. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games slated for this weekend. So a full weekend packed of it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, hope you guys um, look forward to uh, more NFL talk as we get closer to the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Alex is going to go through the latest from the NBA. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to the association with your boy, Alex. Take it away, bud. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, The trade deadline is coming up. I know we already talked about a trade last week, and there are rumors of more trades coming. And instead of like predicting where a trade is going to happen or where a player may or may not go, I asked the boys to pick a player they want to see traded. Where do they, you can, it can be for whatever reason you want. If it's to your favorite team, if you just want to see this guy compete on a playoff team, if you just don't want him in Detroit anymore, that's fine. Whatever works. I don't care. I'm just curious about what you guys think. Uh, 
James, we'll start with you. I have no reasoning behind it, but yours is the face I looked at first. So go ahead. Because <laughs> I'm brown. So much um, <laughs> I I'm a Pacers guy. You all know that. Everybody knows that on this podcast. Buddy Heel needs to go. Mm. The main reason why Buddy Heel was on that Pacers team to begin with was because of three-point shooting. They have a plethora of three-point shooting now. They don't necessarily they don't need Buddy Heel on that team. He's just kind of eating minutes and he's hot and cold. And sometimes he's great, sometimes he's terrible. The Pacers need defense. And I get that Tyrese Hobburn is going to be out for a little bit because of a great one hamstring strain. Okay, whatever. Your offense can survive that. Buddy Heel needs to be traded for a defender who can make this this team more competitive defensively. You see what OG just did to the Knicks? He has a plus 111 through five games. Like, that's what happens when you get a good defender on a good team and fits the system. Some The Pacers need somebody to fit that system. And Buddy Heald isn't part of the defense system whatsoever. And he's just, he is unnecessary to this three-point shooting team. Yeah, James nailed that. There's been, you know, after that OG trade, the Siakam rumors have kind of exploded. The Pacers and the Kings are two teams that were kind of rumored. I don't like Siakam going to either of those teams because, James, I agree. I think the Pacers offensively will be just fine. They need help defensively because they're uh, Sergey Bobrovsky on defense. Nailed it. Bring it all around. <laughs> Speaking of hockey, trading. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who is, who is Sergey Bobrovsky on defense? The entire Indiana Pacers team. Incredible. Well, like last, like two years ago, Bob. Okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> let's, like, the, Look, like let's be easy on goalie Bob. Goalie Bob has been incredible two years now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> goalie Bob's on your fantasy team. I was looking at this today. It's not going well for you so far. We'll talk about that later. Traden, who do you want to get <laughs> traded in the NBA? Um, Pascal Siakam needs to get out of Toronto. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that that experiment is done. Um, I don't, he's just not the guy. I mean, I like Pascal Siakam guys. I don't, this isn't a disrespect on him. I think that he's just not the guy. I think he needs to go to a team that is established like the golden state warriors. (laughs) I'd love to see him go to golden state. Um, and right now I, I I look at the whole Jonathan Kaminga issue and I just don't know. Look, I've had issues with Steve Kerr this year. I've had, I've had issues last couple of years in terms of him giving his, giving his young players the, 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 the playing time, because at the end of the day, I look at this Warriors team and say, okay, I know your window's closing, but right now, unless you turn something around and make a trade, you guys may not even make the playing tournament. (laughs) And there's some times where I just don't think that they um, are, are just playing inspired basketball. And if that's the case, you're also not, you're not developing the next core because there will be a time in our lives that Steph Curry does not play basketball anymore. There was going to be a time where Clay Thompson does not play basketball anymore. And where is this golden state team going when you don't play, when you don't play your young, your young guys, and then they have some issues with your coaching staff, there's an issue. So I think that if Kaminga's, if, if, the, if that bridge has already been burnt and there's no fixing it, I think you can trade him, get some, get and, and bring in Pascal Siakam to give the, uh, to give them the, you know, the, the boys, uh, the, the front line, their chance to go for one more championship. I think that he kind of, he, he can fit there. He doesn't have to be the guy. He just has to be the piece that maybe they need this a little bit more scoring, a little bit, maybe a little bit more defense and they could be a, and they could be a team that we could worry about again, because right now the, the Warriors just are looking uninspired to me. Yeah. The Siakam one is interesting trading. I've heard, I've seen the, like the rumors to the Warriors. I, 
I like it and I don't kind of all at the same time because I don't super understand the fit. But I agree where you're kind of like, well, the Warriors are kind of like the Penguins, bringing it back to hockey again. You're like, man, you kind of got to go for it if you have Steph or Sidney Crosby. Like, you you got to try. But man, the war this Warriors team feels a lot like the post or aging Kobe Lakers. And for the next five to six years, they're going to be real bad because they're two young guys that they've kind of tried to build around. Kaminga's up and down. Uh, Weissman obviously did not go well. Jordan Poole is not, he's awful in Washington. So like post, post Steph, post clay, whatever Draymond is now, like, oof. And you know, Chris Paul's a million years old and broke his hand. So he's not the answer. Um, I like that. I mean, I don't because I don't want more firepower on the warriors, but I'm, I would be interested to see how that works. I agree that Siakam should have been out of Toronto. Probably should have been out of Toronto a year ago for being completely honest, but um, I like that one. Okay. Uh, Ty, what about you? Yeah, I got uh, Zach Levine to the Los Angeles Lakers. We talked about this probably a couple months ago, um, but you know, it's just one of those trade talks. That I feel like or names and, and teams had been floated around there for quite some time. Um, so I think it's just, it's got to happen. And with, and with the Lakers situation, like they've got to find a way to breathe some life in this lineup past LeBron and AD. It hasn't looked good. Um, they're definitely not a championship team as constructed. You got to make a change. You, you, you got to add someone who can add a little bit of firepower to that, to that lineup. And I think that Zach Levine can be that guy. I know in Chicago, this series kind of had a little bit of a, of a lackluster season, a little bit uninspired, but pair him up with LeBron and AD and the bright lights of, um, uh, of, of, Lakerland, and I think that he's going to have a really good time there. So um, Lakers make it happen because at this point you've got nothing to lose. So like they they have to make a change to that roster, and I think I think Zach Levine would be a great fit. Yeah, similar to the Warriors, uh, when you have LeBron and AD, you kind of got to go for it. And we've seen the Lakers obviously turn it around last year at the trade deadline. Um, I think they're they're in a slightly better position this year than they were last year, uh, just record wise, but. Uh, yeah, they need some work to do. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. If I'm being honest, I just don't think the, the, not that the fit wouldn't work. I just think the trade would be too tough. I don't think the Lakers have enough assets to trade back to Chicago for Zach Levine. I could see Caruso cause he's less money and less high profile. But, um, I mean, as a Laker fan, yes, realistically, I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. Um, my guy's Deontay Murray of the Atlanta Hawks. He feels like a guy that could just explode on a team that is poised to start moving in a, in a better direction. You know, he, he was in San Antonio that was on their kind of down their downhill spiral, um, which is obviously still going on. Went to Atlanta. I thought, you know, I think we all kind of had high hopes with Atlanta last year. And Atlanta is one of those teams that has just been like within a game of 500 for like three years now. I'm sure that's not actually true, but it's pretty close. And it, it sounds like he might get moved. It sounds like they're going to build around Trey Young. Um, so if Murray can go somewhere else and be an asset somewhere else, that would be that would be intriguing. Okay, I thought James were going to say something. I mean, right now they're 14 and 21, so they're not a game within 500. Not not this year, but there there's like this stat that the Hawks were like a game within 500 for like two years straight or something. So they're terrible this year. So it's time to blow it up. Deontay Murray out, go, go succeed somewhere else. Um, okay. Moving on kind of a weird, weird week in the NBA. Not like a ton was going on. 
But the Orlando Magic did announce that they are going to retire Shaquille O'Neal's number. He played... Actually, I'm going to let you guys guess, unless you've looked it up beforehand. How many years do you think Shaq played in Orlando before he went to the Lakers? Four? four. Yeah, it is four. Four years. My boy, James. They're retiring his number. They did, I believe, make a uh, finals run or a pretty deep uh, playoff run during that time. But four seasons, and I mean, I know Shaq's like an all-timer, but when you think Shaquille O'Neal, the magic is probably the third team you think about, maybe. I mean, it's Lakers, Heat, because those are the ones he won the championships on, and then kind of who knows? The Suns. Yeah, probably the Suns, or if you're a diehard Shaq on the Celtics. Um, (laughs) So anyway, I thought it'd be interesting to see what the guys thought about another player that deserves to get their number retired. Um, So trade in, we'll start with you. I didn't want you to start with me because I'm like, okay, that, but you want, uh, you want me to go somewhere else? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> that way I ripped the bandit off. Um, <laughs> there was, there was a big three that, that won the, uh, the, the, the Chicago bulls three Pete and two of them are in the, uh, in the rafters in United center. And the third one needs to join them. And that's number 91, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman, um, averaged 5.2 points, uh, and 15.3 rebounds per game in those three seasons with the bulls led, the, led the league in rebounding in each season and was named all, all defensive first team in 1996, where they won that 17 game season. And he was such an integral part of that, of that second, um, you know, three Pete that, you know, you, you got to think if he's not there, can they do it again? I don't know. Like three in a row is insane. We know, we know Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are the, you know, the guys that we always look at, but Dennis Rodman was right there with them. And I just think he deserves a spot in the United center rafters. Traden, I agree with you. I don't think that is silly at all. Uh, they would not have done that without Dennis Rodman as great as Michael Jordan is. Dennis Rodman did a lot of things on the basketball court that were very important to them winning all those championships. I'm hundred percent in on that one. I'm honestly surprised he's not up there already. Maybe because he's a polarizing figure and played for a bunch like some other teams later on and previous to that, but I'm in on that one. 10 out of 10. Uh, Ty, what about you? Yeah. So I think a lot of different teams have different reasons for retiring numbers. Um, I think the, this, this team does not have a retired number. And for me, when I look back at, at, at players that have, you know, made that franchise, when I, when I, th- when I think of this franchise, I, I think of this player. And for me, that's Vince Carter, number 15 from the Toronto Raptors. Um, yeah. You know, I know he, he didn't play his entire career there. He didn't win a championship there, all that stuff. But when I think Toronto Raptors, I still think Vince Carter, number 15, in that purple dino uniform that we have crowned yeah. the greatest yeah. uniform of all time. Yeah. So um, I think that would be a great fit. Um, you know, I, I, I think he deserves it. Um, I think Toronto, you know, they, they, they've been around long enough where they should have at least one retired number. And I think Vince Carter would fit that bill. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I think in my mind, Vince Carter is kind of the first Raptors superstar that I, I like, and maybe it's just our bias. Cause we were all, you know, roughly the same age. Um, but Vince Carter was kind of the guy there you know, before Chris Bosch, before the Lowry's and the DeRozan's and now the Siakam's. And so, and so, and I guess Kawhi, I, when I was researching this, someone was like, Kawhi needs to be, have his Raptors Jersey retired. And I was like, no, he played one season. I know they want to change like maybe two years. 
In Toronto? Yeah, in Toronto. Fuck I was like, absolutely not. Fuck off. No, he played one season there. Absolutely. I don't even I dude, Toronto would not would would not take do that. Like I think the fans would fucking tear that shit down. I think if he had stayed, <laughs> if he had stayed and they would have been garbage the rest of the way, but he had finished his career in Toronto, then I would have said yeah. But Maybe. a one season win leave for LA. No, no. Toronto's not gonna be about that. Uh James, who do you got? This could be biased because I don't know if that's like hundred percent that like a thing, but um it's really hard to back this up without numbers like Traden did. But I like T Mac. Like growing up, T Mac was one of my favorite players. Okay. And I think he should be either retired by the Rockets or the Magic, because he's not retired by either. Okay. Like in with, with his time with the with the Magic, he was the most prolific scorer in their history. He was the guy. He's only been was there for four years whatever but he was amazing there and then with the rockets he was the reason like again he was with yao ming but he was the reason why they're relevant he was the reason why they made the playoffs so many years in a row after he left after yao ming was gone they were pretty terrible until james harden came along and russ came along and now they're terrible again there's been in recent memory there's been two successful seasons or eras in houston rockets history and t-mac is part of the major one it's really hard to see why he hasn't had his number retired because he's he's one of the best players to ever play top 20 player top 25 player to ever play the game had it not been for injuries he would have been higher but i, I love t-mac and i love the way he plays and it's surprising to see that his number has not been retired anywhere i like that uh i i would have guessed he played longer in orlando um than, four years. than he would that that is surprising but i do like that one i had two um when i think of the magic and their best player of all time which is kind of weird because I guess he's not technically retired yet, but it's Dwight Howard. He was he was kind of the guy post T Mac to kind of lead that team. Obviously, led um, you know led them to an NBA Finals, um, and he played there for eight seasons, which kind of blows my mind a little bit. Won a lot of Defensive Player of the Year awards. Was just a monster in Orlando. So when I saw the Shaq thing, my first thought was Dwight Howard was way more important to your franchise than Shaq. But it's a little funky because he's like not technically retired. He's like kind of still around. Um, but my other one, and unless I'm mistaken, this has not happened yet, which blows my mind. Kevin Garnett's number is not retired in Minnesota. When you think Minnesota Timberwolves, Kevin Garnett is the first person that comes to mind. And the fact that his number is not retired in Minnesota blows my mind, especially after he came back really late in his career. And like the Timberwolves fans were all about it. Um, so KG, he's, his numbers retired in Boston, but not in Minnesota, which doesn't, I mean, I know he won a championship in Boston, but when I think Kevin Garnett, I think Timberwolves, not Boston. You guys let us know if, if that's silly, but that was my, uh, that was my thought. Okay. We have one more section to go. Can you guys see my screen? Yep. Okay. We have the Atlantic. We are starting with the Boston Celtics um, because they're the first one on my list over here. <laughs> they went, um, I'd say a little classic. Uh, so it says Boston across the front in green with a little like, I guess that's like a, almost like a hardwood kind of like light brown uh, kind of shadow, I guess, with the number below. Uh, it's like a cream colored ish jersey, I guess. Um, and then on the side, is definitely like a basketball court would uh, on the side there, which is cool. And then we have to check for Tyler number underneath 
the name. So um, that is good. Numbers are symmetrical. They're not in any weird block shapes. Um, they're in a straight line. These are all things we've learned about the boys throughout this time. Um, so Traden, let's start with you again, because uh, your name's first on my list over here. Boston Celtics, what do you think? Yeah, I, they, they're they really digging into the Boston vibe. I mean, that's what I love about this jersey. I mean, the, the, the font has that, um, you know, that feel to it. Uh, I do, I do like that, uh, stripe of the, of the, uh, I would assume it's a, you know, wood court, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and the color is great. It's, it, it, it's fun enough, but it's not, it's not way over the top. And I know we've been talking about just go for it, but this one actually, I really like it. It's just classic. Um, as much as I do actually enjoy the, um, Boston Celtics logo, this is something different and it does very seem ooze Boston to me. And, uh, I'm going to give it a seven, eight. 7.8. Okay. I like that. Ty. Yeah. I think with some franchises like the Boston Celtics that just have such a classic look, it's really hard to make these alternate uniforms be like to look good in the sense where you're, you're, it, it, it's not too crazy that it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, like, I get, I, I get you. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they, 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 they have such a classic look. It's hard to do something different and still make it look good. I think with this one, they've done that very well. Um, so I, I agree with trade. And I think even though it's not the, the most out there j- Jersey, I think it's different enough to where it's unique to the Boston Celtics, but still true to kind of what they're about. Um, I think the hardwood stripe is really cool. I don't think we've seen that before. I think that's a, a, a super cool design there. So I like these a lot. I'm going to give it a, uh, 8.1. 8.1. All right. Uh, James, we have two high scores so far. Do you agree? Oh, you're uh, muted. You are muted. I'm definitely muted. I agree. Uh, I like the fact that, like Trayden said, it was just Boston. Like this, the the font for Boston is Boston. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Yeah. And also like the numbers are the font on the number is like Irish. It reminds me of leprechauns. I, I, I enjoy this. I think it's going to be an 8.3 for me. 8.3. Okay. I also enjoy this one. Um, I agree, Tyler, with what you're saying about when you've had, you know, when you think historic NBA franchises, it's Celtics and Lakers. Um, and it's hard to make a jersey either not silly or too much like any of their other jerseys. So I I I get what you're saying. I like this one. I think it's I think it oozes Boston, but it's also clean and not over the top and like too weird. Um, shout out Memphis for that one. So <laughs> I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it an 8.2. I do really like this one. I would buy that Jersey even as a Lakers fan when you're supposed to hate Boston, but all that happened before I was born. So I don't care as much. <laughs> um, moving on to Tyler's Philadelphia 76ers, <laughs> mostly based on the fact that he loves the Eagles. So I'm going to do my best. Uh, it's a, I'd call that like a Navy dark blue Jersey with kind of red trim. It says city of brotherly love across the front, the city of, and love. If you guys catch on with that is in a different font, a little bit smaller. And then brotherly is in a, uh, all, uh, capitalized font with like red lines with like two little dot. I don't know why my thing's not zooming with like two little dots going through it. That kind of reminds me of curling a little bit. Shout out Tyler's mom (laughs) for curling. There you go. Um, and then on the back and then little, uh, there's a little bit of design on the side as well. Number on the back, same thing with that weird design and underneath the name. So Tyler, in honor of your Philadelphia Eagles losing, uh, according to you and everybody else, except for me, um, 
what do you think about the Sixers jersey? Yeah, interesting jersey. Um, I like the colors. I think I've mentioned before. I like that kind of darker gray with the with the um, brighter colors as the trim. I think it's a really cool color scheme. Um, so I like that. Numbers are a little bit funky, but I don't hate it. I don't really understand what they're trying to go for with the design, but I don't hate it. Uh, the city of brotherly love part for me is a little bit weird. I don't know why brotherly is so much bigger than everything else. The city of brotherly love, I, it's just weird. Um, and the way the city of and the love is with that is weird to me. I don't like that at all. So that that to me is kind of weird. So there's some parts good, some parts bad. So okay. I guess I'll go like a five four. Okay. Uh, James, what do you think? I like the city of love. I I like that that little uh, cursive small print. That's cool. I agree with Tyler. The number's weird, man. Why do you have those two little dots? Why is it encircled with strings and curling? And why do you have two random arrows on the side? Random put together oddly. I do like the city of love. Brotherly's weird. Trim is great. Color's great. 5.6. 5.6. All right, Trajan, we have a 5.4 and a 5.6. Yeah, after reading about this just now, I actually like a lot more. Yes. Uh, so so those, good research. <laughs> so those lines are actually supposed to represent neon, and it's and it goes back to the reading terminal market in Philadelphia. So if uh, the way neon works is it has to go in behind, that's where the electricity comes from. And that's so it's supposed to be the neon coming around. It's. I know the thing is, it's a little thin. That's why it makes it a little weird. But I mean, if you make it thick, it looks absolutely ridiculous. So knowing the story behind it, I think is actually really cool. Um, and they went for it. And I love that. I love that they went for it. As much as I hate Philadelphia with a fiery passion that consumes my soul, <laughs> I do like this jersey a lot. And I'm going to give it a 7.5. 7.5. Okay. Science with Traden. Possible episode title. Uh <laughs> Number two, we've now learned James hates Seattle, Traden hates Philly, <laughs> Alex and Tyler. We're, we're four years in, we're still not really sure. Um, <laughs> Traden, thank you for doing the research because I never do it and I appreciate that. <laughs> I agree with James where I really like the city. I kind of wish City of Brotherly Love was all just one font and they could have just made the brotherly part bigger. And I think that would have looked really cool. I do like the colors, um, I think it all matches. I trade and thank you for shit telling us about the neon thing. Don't like the execution on the neon part. I think it looks weird. They could have done better. Um, so I'm going to give it just a 6.2. Uh, I think it's fine, but I think they could have done um, a little bit better. All right. We're going polarizing the New Jersey Nets. <laughs> Problem number one, the one shown is a Ben Simmons Jersey. So that might be points off on it there on its own. Um, all right, I got this. This is a <laughs> this is a 1990s camo, but all the wrong colors, if you can imagine that. So instead of like greens and dark grays and like foresty colors, it's like kind of kind of gray with like blues and reds and like a camo thing, but not in anything that makes any sense. Uh, and then the nets is across the front but it goes, that's not all symmetrical. It's just like N and then E is the down and then T is up and then S is down. It's really confusing. And then it's just like a boring ass number 10. <laughs> like in the middle, <laughs> no reason. Uh, and then on the back for Tyler, number is below the name. The pattern does go all the way around the jersey. I will give that some credit. 
Um, James, let's start with you. The New Jersey, um, and by New Jersey, I mean Brooklyn, because I this jersey is so crazy, I forgot where they played. Uh, the New Jersey slash Brooklyn Nets. Uh, let's start with the good. Okay, I like the Nets. I like the way that that font is. I like how it's not symmetrical. It's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. It reminds me of marshmallows because of the clouding thing. And I enjoy marshmallows. I like that. Everything else sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Number, boring. Like, the camo thing is going to be way too distracting, I think, to watch them play on it. it there's, there's a lot going on. Really loud. Doesn't make sense to me. And I'm sure Traden has a reason why it makes sense. But I didn't do the research, so therefore it does not make sense to me. So, in conclusion, like the Nets, hate everything else, five. Five. Tyler, do you want the research first, that trade-in so helpfully, yes. or do you want to just go for it? I'll just go for it. I'm going to go with my own mind and trade one guy. Okay. Um, I, I agree with James. I like this Nets one, the, like the, the Nets part of it, the kind of alternating. For me, it like, I've never been to Brooklyn, but for me, it seems very Brooklyn to me. I don't know why, but I think they nailed that part. The font and the kind of way it looks is very, very cool. I agree that 10 and that Nets font are so annoyingly different. It's very strange. Um, I think they if they did a better number that matched more of what that Nets font was, I think this would have been a better jersey. I'm a little conflicted on like the camo weird design, the colors. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. So... Um, Overall, like I, I think I'm kind of in the middle with this one, kind of where James is at too. But I'm gonna go a little bit more five four, five point four. All right, trading one. Give us a history lesson. Two. Give us your score. Uh, yes. Okay. Um. Oh, here's a history lesson. Thank uh, you. It was designed by Brian Donnelly, uh, totally. known as Cause. He is a he is a well known artist in the uh he's actually a th- mostly like sculpture 3d artist in the brooklyn area and he was tasked with designing the jersey it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give it a three <laughs> okay that was incredible um Yes, uh, Brooklyn in my mind is like the artsy hipster area of New York City. Um, I've been to New York, but I've not been to Brooklyn also. But I, in my mind, that's what it feels like. In the number, it looks like they spent a lot of time on the nets and the design of the jersey and then forgot to put the number on. And they're like, oh, shit, we have to send this to Nike in five minutes. Just find a number and put it on there. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. So I'm not, I'm not in on it. Um, I don't think it's terrible. It's at least it's fun. At least they went for it. I'll give it that they're trying to do something different, but it's just, it's, it's not, it's not working for me. I'm going to give it a 4.7. I don't know why just somewhere in the fours. All right. We are moving on to the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, we have a uh oh pinstripes. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Uh, we have a blue blue jersey with orange trim, the New York, like their Knicks kind of normal colors uh, with black down kind of the sides. And then it says New York uh, across the chest with uh, white as kind of the first color and then a shadowy orange as the like uh, back, I guess, like secondary one. But it's kind of like layered on top. Uh, we got a little NYC underneath the Nike swoosh. Uh, on the right, uh, like kind of where your heart would be. And then just kind of a no- normal number five, 
uh, in orange with white uh, trim. And then same thing on the back. And then again, for Tyler, number below the uh, the name. Uh, James, you love the New York Knicks. Honestly, I think we all love too many NBA teams at this point because I keep just making this joke for different teams, but you start with the Knicks. Uh, okay. Um, I like the color scheme. I, I like how classic it is. I don't like the New York, New York thing. It kind of reminds me of like an echo, like New York, New York. Like that's what, it, that's what it reminds me of. And then like, I don't like pinstripes on this. It doesn't work for me. And going back to the New York thing, that's like kind of an echo. Typically when you go to games, you're going to be drinking and then you're going to drink too much. And what happens when you see a New York and a New York like that, you're seeing double already. You're going to see quadruple. It's going to get really, really annoying and you might get a little dizzy. So 5.2. Okay. Maybe they just really want to make sure you know where you are. <laughs> uh, trade him. The reason that they did that is because <laughs> New York is in New York State. New York, New York. They, they, the, the old homage uh, or the old adage is that the city's so nice they named it twice, which is bullshit, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for that reason i actually i actually really like it i do i do i i i do like that that they played into that um you know city name twice thing i i like pinstripes personally um blue and orange i'm an oilers fan of course i'm gonna like it. it's nicks of course i'm gonna like it uh so i'm gonna give it a 7.5 7. 7.5 okay tyler new york Knicks. yeah overall like the colors are cool um i don't hate pinstripes as a baseball fan um when it's on other sports I think this one looks fine. I don't think it's it's that glaringly like obvious that looks like a baseball jersey on a, on a bas- baseball jersey on a basketball jersey. Um, so go. I think I, I think it's tastefully done, and I think obviously New York Yankees pinstripes. I get it. Um, the New York New York part of it where it's blended is super annoying to look at. It makes me want to rub my eyes and make sure I need, don't need get my eyes checked. So for me, that's that's a ne- a huge negative for me. A four eight four point eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, PSA, everyone go get your eyes checked because everyone stares at screens too long. Um, I like it. I don't hate it as much as I think James and Tyler do. Um, I like the New York, New York thing. That does not bother me at all. Um, it it reminds me of a Knicks jersey that they've made more city-fied, which is the point of what this was. These are the city jerseys. And I agree with Traden where it's New York, New York, the city is so nice. They named it twice as fucking stupid. But when you say New York, New York, that's technically correct in a way, which is also just silly. But I do like this jersey. I think it fits with who they are. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7.8. I would buy this jersey. And that was mostly, again, on my basis of my scores. All right. We have finished every USA team. We're going north to Canada and the Toronto Raptors. Okay, here we go. So this is going to be brutal because as we've learned, the Toronto Raptors have the best Jersey of all time in any sport ever. The color, I would best describe it as what you would see uh, soldiers wearing in combat in the middle East is like that kind of tannish brownish kind of color. Um, It says Toronto across the front. Um, in black lettering with a little bit of um, kind of an outline to it. And then there's like, I wouldn't really, I would call them like pinstripes that look like lightning bolts kind of going up and down and then black on the sides there. And then on the back, 
Tyler, this is five for five. All the numbers are underneath the names on all five of these jerseys. Good job, Atlantic. Yeah, you guys figured it out. Uh, Trade in. Let's start with you. Okay. Canada. Okay. Toronto. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I already hated it. Okay. And then I read about it. I'm going to read it verbatim. The Toronto Raptors city edition uniform is an ode to Toronto's vibrancy and passion for the game of basketball. Where the fuck are you getting the vibrancy and passion for the game of basketball in this fucking Jersey that has, those aren't pinstripes. Those are like ridiculous jagged. Like I, I, I hate yeah. this Jersey. It is absolutely abhorrent. Okay. It's a, it's a two, Good eight, word. it's a two, eight, two, eight. Do you care that it says the only, the only, the only raise that gets a two A's because the we, the North is there. I like that. It's cool. Okay. All right. Uh, James Toronto. It's boring to me. Okay. And I like, I like simple, but I, I don't like the, the jagged chain link edges, pinstripe things. Those aren't fun. Um, the color is not very fun either. It's yeah. Like Trayton said, where is the vibrancy and your ode to your love for basketball? There's not even a basketball on this. Like I'm confused. Three, <laughs> three, just three. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just three. <laughs> Ty. Yeah. This is boring. It's sad. It's, it's the Jersey that Eeyore would wear. If you're putting a basketball team together wow. from the, oh, I forgot the name of the force from fuck. Um, hundred acre woods. Thank you. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Uh, I don't get it. Um, I was hoping that trade would come up with something that would make me get it. And it, obviously the dead, that didn't work. So, uh, a three and a half, I, I don't know, two and a half. It's not, it's, half. Not, it's not deserving of a three. Okay. I feel like you guys are giving this a really bad score and I'm worried that it's going to be worse than the Memphis Jersey, which is yeah. not true. So I'm going to have to give it a higher score to average it out. Um, <laughs> All right. What do we know about Canada? It's a great country. It's cold. And they mostly play hockey, but Toronto, this is the team that's won a championship most recently. And dinosaurs. Minnesota and Utah went for the cold theme. They totally could have done that. I'm pissed off there's not a dinosaur on it because that should have been done as... I don't know why they didn't call us when we've obviously told them that they've come up with the best jersey of all time anyway. Um... Uh, yeah, I don't get it. The color doesn't make sense to, I mean, to be fair, I've not been to Toronto, but the color doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, and I was really, I, Tyler, I agreed. I was really hoping trading was going to sway me in some way um, with the history and it didn't, it it didn't happen for me. I'm going to give it a five uh, again, mostly to skew some of your numbers up because I hate that Memphis one so much. I'm worried that your guys' ones are going to be bad. <laughs> ruin it. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's my game anyway. Um, but that is all of them. I will have to tally the scores. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Utah is looking pretty good though. Um, and then stop sharing the screen. And then we're going on to the marquee matchups. Um, this is a really fun marquee matchup in a lot of ways. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Um, but going over last week, James two and one Tyler two and one trade and I one and two. Um, but Traden, I will give you the credit. We all picked the Timberwolves and you got them losing to the Pelicans. So good on you on that one. That was that was your win, and that was a ballsy call. Um, going to the scores, Traden, you're still in last though. Uh nine and eighteen. James eleven and sixteen. Uh I am fifteen and twelve. Tyler still leading at seventeen and ten. Uh all right. So marquee matchups for the week. We have a combined like four wins. 
and a billion losses between the Spurs and the Pistons. I saw this on the thing and I was like, that's too funny. I can't not do that. Um, so James Spurs at Pistons, who you got? I got Pistons. Yes. I love it. Ty. Yeah. I love that you picked this matchup. It's always fun to try and guess which shittier team is less yeah. shitty, but I'm going to go Spurs here. Okay. Uh, trading Spurs or Pistons. You're muted. No well, way. There you go. Uh, Spurs. Uh, Spurs. 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 I'm also going to go Spurs. The Pistons are terrible. And the best part about this is we go from two of the worst teams to the two teams leading their respective conferences in the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Boston Celtics. Uh, Ty, Timberwolves, Celtics. Celtics just because they're at home. Okay. Trading? I like Timberwolves here. T-Wolves? James? Timberwolves. 45.5 PRA for Ant, but the over. Wow. Of course you threw in that. Degenerate. James, <laughs> degenerateness. There we go. Uh, I'm going to go Celtics. Um, they seem like a freaking wagon. And then we have Knicks at Mavericks. Um, two teams who are playing well. Trading uh, Knicks, Mavs. Uh, I like the Knicks. Knickerbockers. Ty? Knickerbockers. James? Also going to go with Knicks. Right. Well, then I have to go Maps, obviously, because it, it's so tough to go first. Because I, you know, I was, I was hoping to be different than them. I, that's why I try, I try to always go. So not we go in some sort of order like that. It doesn't always work, but I do my best. Um, Tyler, that is all I've got this week. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you, Alex. Another great NBA segment, as always. Uh, we got one more segment for you. So don't go anywhere. Uh, when we return, we are going to be finishing with the NHL from trading. Welcome back, everybody. We got one more segment for you for this episode. Traden is going through his holy puck moments from the NHL from the past week. Traden, what we got? Yeah, there's a lot of holy puck moments. Like, this is the most ridiculous season, it seems, but uh, we're going to get into the fun stuff um, that actually we all care about the most. And it, it's always the All Star game. Yeah, everyone cares about the All Star game. It's the most important part of the season. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only obviously joking. Um, no, uh, we we will get into that. I just want to uh, talk about uh, this fantasy really quick because uh, it's always that that always is interesting. Uh, Alex, your third after a two two week uh, two week streak. Uh, Tyler, you're tied with third with a three week streak. Bud, yeah. nice job. Uh, James, you're in fifth, and I'm in seventh because I keep forgetting. Set my fucking lineups. Figure it out. <laughs> I actually Figure have a pretty good out, team. That's, that's the best part. I have, well, I have a pretty good team. Um, <laughs> uh, in season cup is quite interesting. Uh, James, I think you kind of alluded to this on the tw- uh, on uh, Twitter or X or whatever you want to call or Instagram, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a lot tighter now than it was at this time last year, um, where Alex just took the whole thing <laughs> after uh, by this time. Uh, he is leading with 29 Tyler at 26, but, uh, James and I are, are close. Uh, James, you, you will have another day because the Florida Panthers did win today. So you'll have tied me at 17 a piece. Uh, but I mean, it, it one, one run and it, it could swing the other way. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy, um, how close it is. And, and that makes it a lot more fun than last year. That's for sure. Uh, I disagree completely. On <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Um, but first, before we get into, you know, um, 
the, the, the key matchups, which I, we always do at the end. I want to talk about the important stuff that's happening this week. Actually the NHL all-star um, uh, game, at least the 32 first starting uh, players have been announced from one from each team. We can d- discuss on how stupid that is. I don't think that a player from every single team needs to go. I think it's fucking stupid. Sorry, Kylie, the sharks suck. No one deserves to go. I'm sorry. It's just, the, it's just the fact of facts. Facts machine. Uh, but the nice thing is the nice thing is the NHL is allowing fans to vote this, this year, uh, for their remaining 12, I believe, I believe, I believe there's 12 more players that are going to get voted in. And is that total? Is that total or 12 per conference? I think it's 12 total. So it's um, six, six more per conference. Or yeah, just 12? Well, no, it could be 12 from one conference. What? Yeah, that's that's how I th- I believe it's I believe it's gonna go. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I meant to look it up and I forgot. I was hoping you would know. So apologies. Yeah, for putting no, you on you're the fine. Spot. I think it, the fans will select 12 additional players, eight skaters, and four goalies to the 44 man roster. Um, and you know that's that's how it's gonna be. I'm gonna quickly go, go through. So because uh, I I asked the guys who they would want to vote for, and they have until tomorrow to vote. I'm sorry, until Thursday to vote. But tomorrow your votes were two votes. So, um, you know, That's good to know. Mind. um, if you, if you really, uh, have a, have a passion for the two guys that you guys talked about, but first let's go with, with who is going, uh, from the Atlantic division, uh, uh Boston will be represented by David Pasternak, uh, R- Rasmus Delling will represent the Sabres, Alex Debrinket, the Red Wings, Sam Reinhardt, the Florida Panthers, Nick Suzuki, the Montreal Canadians, another one, the Canadians just aren't, I, I just don't understand it. Brady Kachuk, Ottawa Senators, Nick. Nikita Kucherov, Tampa Bay Lightning, very well-deserved. And Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs, again, well-deserved. Um, in the Metro, you got uh, Sebastian Ajo for the Hurricanes. You got Boone Jenner for the Blue Jackets. Like, how do they pick? Like, you're, 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 you're picking straws here. Jack Hughes uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Hopefully he's um, healthy. I don't know what his status is. Matt Barzell for the Islanders. Uh, Igor Shosturkin for the Rangers. T- Travis Konechny for the Flyers. Sidney Crosby for the Pittsburgh Penguins, well-deserved again. Tom Wilson for the Capitals. And over in the West, and specifically in the Central, we got Clayton Keller in Arizona, Connor Bedard in Chicago. Unfortunately, I really hope he's able to to, to make it. He did get injured this past week. Uh, Nathan McKinnon uh, for the Avalanche, Jake Ottinger for Dallas Stars, Kirill Kaprizov for Minnesota. Surprise, surprise. Philip Forsberg for the Predators, Robert Thomas for the Blues, and Connor Hellebuck for the Jets. And in our division, not surprisingly, Frank Vetrano, Anaheim Ducks. He's been uh, the, such a great uh, player for them. Even though they aren't very good, he has been a a highlight. Elias Hinholm for the Calgary Flames. Connor McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers. Again, surprise, surprise. Cam Talbot for the LA Kings. Thomas Hurdle for the Sharks. Oliver Bjorkstrand for the Seattle Kraken. Um, Quinn Hughes for the Vancouver Canucks. And Jack Eichel for the Van- or for the Vegas Golden Knights. So let's go around. Let's let's talk to the boys about who they would like to vote for. Uh, two guys that they'd like to vote for the um, uh, to 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 join them uh, in the uh, to join those thirty two. So I'm going to start with Tyler. Who do you got? Who do you want to vote for? Yes, I went as unbiased as possible. Um, I was just looking up obviously that list of who made it, and I was looking up NHL stats, who's leading where, who deserves. I think based off based off that. Both of them happen to be from the Pacific Division, which may be a little biased because in the, in the All-Star game, that's who you root for. So go Pacific Division, obviously. So I got my first one is a skater, Brock Besser. Uh, he's fifth in the NHL with 25 goals. Um, I think he's part of that um, amazing Canucks team that has done so well this season. I think he deserves to go. My other guy from the Vegas Golden Knights, much as I hate, I hate this, but it's I think he deserves it. Aiden Hill, their goalie. He leads the NHL in both goals against average and save percentage. 
got to be there. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a great one, and um, I, I think both of those guys are are actually I can show you who who currently is leading. Um, interestingly, Aiden Hill is like sixth or seventh in the goaltending race. Um, and your bo- and you had said um, Besser, Brock Besser is about that same spot, like sixth or seventh in the skaters side. So um, I'll be voting agree with you. So you better start voting because yeah. your votes are worth two. I'll get on it. What about you, buddy? I went with Kale McCarr for my first one. He's an incredible defenseman. Like he, the Avalanche aren't going to be as good without him. He is second to Quinn Hughes, who made it in in points for defensemen, and he's only played in thirty six compared to Hughes forty. So I mean, it, I'm not saying that it's possible, but he, if Kale McCarr played four more games, he could get a couple more points and surpass Quinn Hughes for that first in defenseman. And then secondly, Alexander Barkov. I like him a lot because he has really willed this Panthers team recently. He's been a main reason why they're doing so well and the main reason why I have the cup right now. So thank God for him. <laughs> uh, he's an all around great player. He has an incredible plus minus a plus 22 on top of his 43 points. So I think that like, like that speaks for itself. He should, in my opinion, he should get a vote. Uh, so Kale McCarr is actually second in this voting. And this is as of right now, who is your second? Sorry. Alexander Barkov. Alexander Barkov actually is not on this on the top list, but I 100% agree that Alexander Barkov needs to be uh, to be considered. Alexander Barkov might be our new perennial uh, Selkie Trophy final uh, finalist every single year. Um, he's just that good. Alex, what about you, bud? Yeah, I had Brock Besser, but I came prepared with other ones because I was worried that that was going to happen. Uh, the bread man, Artemi Panarin. 26 goals, 57 points, both tops uh, or top five in the league in each, I believe. Um, He's been incredible for the New York Rangers. Also, just added bonus point. I don't know if this matters, but he's on my fantasy team, so I feel like that should help. Um, And then I went completely biased on this one, and it's Drew fucking Doughty. He leads the NHL in ice time in his 16th NHL season. He's still a plus 11. He's still incredible. He's scoring at a Drew Doughty-ish rate, which is never, which he's not Brent Burns, and that's fine because he's Drew fucking Doughty, and he deserves to be an all-star, uh, even though the Kings are struggling, being, struggling right now. But Drew Doughty, the fact that he's leading the NHL in ice time, I know he's probably not going to get in, but I just thought he deserves some love for that on its own. I appreciate that. Uh, Drew Doughty is, I mean, he continues to be just Drew Doughty. I mean, I, I it, it's just amazing how long he's been in this in the league and how, how important he is to that, to that, um, blue line there in LA. Uh, I, I actually don't, I actually don't mind that at all. He's not on the top list of, um, in that vote getter, uh, list, but Artemi Panarin is eighth. So, um, you know, there's some that, that are, is wild. Some, yeah, it is wild. He's been incredible. He is incredible. Uh, you think you'd be a little bit higher, but he's not, um, for everybody, it, the top three in each one right now, William Nylander, Kale McCarr and Leon Dreisaitl. I don't understand why Leon's there. Um, but he is, uh, and for goaltending it's Thatcher Demko, Sergei Bobrovsky and Jeremy Swayman. Uh, for me, uh, mine, I'm, I had, I do have one biased one. It's Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman is the best, second best Edmonton Oiler on this on this roster at five and a half million dollars. The guy is an absolute freaking dog. Twenty five goals, guys. Twenty five goals. He's he's actually in the race for the top for top goals. His 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 most goals ever um, in a season is thirty six in seventy nine games um, and twenty seven before that as an Edmonton Oiler. He really took off ever since he joined Edmonton and he already has twenty five and it's thirty five games in. Like the, the dude is a dog. Um, and I, and I'm so proud to watch him just score, 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 and just be an absolute uh, menace out there. 
Um, and so there's my bias pick. My unbiased pick. It's the guy that we're going to talk about next. It's William Nylander. William Nylander has it, ha, William Nylander is probably the best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs in terms of a consistency in terms of what the in terms of what the Toronto Maple Leafs need when uh, when it, the games matter the most. Despite the fact that uh, Austin Matthews is scoring at every single thing, every single thing that touches a stick. Uh, but William Nylander is um, is right there with him, and and uh, I, and I, I got to you know, call a spade a spade, 57 points this season, third in the points race. He's just an absolute, he, he, he's definitely uh, earned his contract that we're going to talk about right now. Uh, we're going to talk about Willie Nylander. Uh, Willie Nylander, uh, finally, after seemingly ever, uh, we finally have a Nylander contract uh, with uh, the Maple Leafs, finally st- uh, signed him an eight-year contract um, extension. The average annual value of 11.5. It has heavy, um, heavy bonuses. It is all front loaded. It is all um, no movement clause, no trade clause. Basically, everything that uh, that Toronto gives to every single player that they like, they're going to do. So they think they have like forty six million dollars in four players right now as of next year. Um, so yeah, uh, they clearly wanted to keep Newlander around, um, but that's just what Toronto does. They just love to they just love to send money out the door to, to players like this, even though I'm, I churned my, my thoughts on Nylander, but I just want to go around and talk to the guys about what their thoughts are on William Nylander's contract and what it means for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'll start with you, Alex, uh, just really quick, um, thoughts on the contract for the player, for the team. And do you see the Maple Leafs having to make a decision on one of the other three next year? Um, I mean, well, kind of, so unless I'm mistaken, Tavares is, after next year, a free agent. Correct. So that should help. And he'll be at the time, the oldest. So it, it kind of makes sense that next year might be a little brutal. So from what I understand, it's like next year will be 50 plus percent of their cap is on Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. That's a lot for four guys. And to be fair, they're very good. <laughs> like those guys are legitimate, um, you know, hall, hall of fame type talent. Um, I don't, I'm like me. I, I agree with you too, trading where I think Nylander has been the most consistent guy on that team this year. Well, yeah, Matthews is scoring like crazy. I think Nylander kind of does the, a little more of the, the little things that you need a hockey player to do. Um, and I think it's one of those things where like, I do like it in the sense that I like teams spending money on their guys. I think that's good for sports. I think that, you know, I, in general, like if they want him and he wants to be there and they can work something out, that's fantastic. In the long run, this might mean Tavares is gone or on a much, much lower salary. And maybe he will be, cause he'll be 35 by then. Um, but we've seen in hockey, it's hard to, to do that with a lot of top end heavy guys. And you got to have to fill out the roster in other ways. I think the not recently, but overall the penguins are probably one of the teams that have done it the best over the last two, whenever since Sid came into the league. Um, so I, I, I do like it and I'm, I'm assuming Toronto fans are generally pretty happy that he's there, but they could have traded him and maybe set themselves up for the future a little better. It could have done that. And that's the, that's where I want to kind of throw it over to James. Um, they, they spent a lot to keep Nylander around without addressing 
the defense and addressing the goaltending, which has been the main issue for this team. Um, yes, they're top heavy, but I, I, I'm honestly on the camp that you can do it with a top heavy. If, as long as the, as long as the bottom six are able to not get caved in every single night, you can probably get there, but you do need a strong back end and you do need strong goaltending and they don't have it. Are you concerned about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. I mean, as always, offense can dry up at any point in time. Um, but the the thing here, their saving grace is that, like Alex had mentioned, their top four guys in Marner, Matthews, Nylander, and Tavares, they're all very good players. And the only person that might show signs of slowing down because of father time is Tavares, who could be gone in two years. Can they outscore their problems? Possibly. They're the best team to do it right now. And you would say that in years past with the Oilers, but Drysaddle's been not doing so hot this year. Uh, but this team has four bona fide guys who can do it and do it well. And I remember a couple of years ago when um, the Maple Leafs, or yeah, they didn't make it out of the playoffs again, out of the first round, we were like, we got to blow this team up. Like one of these guys have to go. And I think that admin and the GM finally made the decision. They were like, okay, for sure. Quilly Nylander is not going anywhere. He's locked up for X amount of years and we're going to keep him no matter what. And so that puts the hot seat on the other guys. And Matthews probably ain't going anywhere because, you know, it's just who he is. If he's going to go anywhere, he's going to Arizona. Uh, but right now, it's it's those two pretty much locked up. And if Tavares leaves in two years, okay, cool. So be it. That frees up some salary cap. Marner is kind of just doing his thing. It's it's an, The issue is they have to keep make sure that this offense keeps hitting at all cylinders if you're not going to have a good back end and if you're not going to have a good goaltending. Because like you mentioned, their goaltending is suspect. Their back end is terrible. That's the issue. As long as you're hitting, as long as these offensive guys are playing, not like they did in round two of last year in the playoffs, you're good. You just got to make sure that you're going at all speeds, all cylinders all the time. Yeah, um, that that's kind of the, the case for this team. Um, and I would argue even the first round of playoffs, I think they got kind of lucky there. I'll be honest with you. I think they got outplayed by, uh, by Tampa Bay. Uh, Tyler, just general thoughts about this. Um, you know, you're, you, you're a fan of the Kings who share the wealth a little bit that, that, that seem to have a little, have a lot more depth in terms of all the way through your lineup. Um, just kind of thoughts on this, this move and, and your concern level for Toronto in the future. Yeah. Obviously when you're dealing with a sport, you know, that has, you know, cap space issues and all these things, that is a, as a concern when you giving so many big contracts to, you know, go for players. Um, I think that, that, as a Maple Leafs fan would give me a little bit of pause, but the four players, as the other guys have mentioned are extremely good. And I think that you're, you're building, you're building a base that is just, that is just so, as I was mentioned, like hall of fame esque, like these, these are potentially worth the dollars that you're putting towards Toronto has obviously had the troubles of making it all the way to the Stanley cup and, and, and getting that championship. If you can win it with these four guys, all of it's worth it. Even if you suck for five years afterwards, you know, as much, much as contracts are, are signed in ink and all this stuff, teams come up with a lot with really, with really creative ways to be able to, to, you know, um, make it happen if it does go poorly. So, um, it, it, it's definitely a risk to put out, to put this much money into so few players when you, you know, you got a field, was it 22 guys on the roster? So, um, certainly a, a, a risk, but you know, one, I think with this particular situation is probably worth it. Obviously it's only worth it if you win a Stanley cup at the end of the day, that's what Toronto's trying to do. And I applaud them for putting money into their guys. I think that as Alice mentioned, it's, it's, that's a good thing. Obviously a risk there if it doesn't work out. And I think with Toronto, with as much pressure that they've had in recent years and, and, and making it far and 
um, that's going to only, you know, increase with this signing, but, uh, good for Nylander, man, way to, way to make your money. And, uh, hopefully Toronto, you know, will reap the benefits of, of investing in those four guys. Yeah. Uh, look at, at the end of the day, I, I looked at this and I said, you know what, William Nylander probably deserved that. And here's the, here's the thing, William Nylander, I've had issues with them in the past, but there's a premium you have to pay for Toronto players because they're, they deal with more shit than any, maybe besides maybe, maybe next to Edmonton, they deal with more shit in terms of the media, in terms of pressure than any other team in the league. They're the Yankees. They're the Yankees of the, of the NHL. And, and as you guys know, the Yankees players, when they're not playing well, everybody knows it and ever, and they feel it. And, and there's a premium to that. The problem that I have the most is that you're continue to give no movement clauses to all these players that have not done anything. And William Nylander, I actually agree, deserves a no movement clause because his playoff performances have actually made it so that he is the player that you, we can count on in the, in the, in the playoffs. Mitch Marner disappears in the playoffs, guys. I actually would argue that you trade him after this year if you could, but you can't. I know that's insane, but he can, he, he, you have, he, you'd have locked up for one more year at 10.9, go to a team that, that, uh, that could use a little more scoring prowess and find a way to bolster your defense. If you're, if you, if you put all that money into, into William Nylander, I don't know how you're going to re-sign Mitch Munner next year. You have Tavares and, uh, and Nylander to deal with just no movement clauses for these players. is just absolutely insane. And they have 11 of them, 10 or 11 of them on a 21 team roster. <laughs> like, like you can't move these players and it's just, it's just crazy. Um, and, um, but at the end of the day, you got to pay a premium to, to, to keep the guys in Toronto. And that's just the, the facts of facts of life. Um, I also hate Toronto. Let me know. No, uh, <laughs> no, no surprise there. Great um, question for you. Yeah. So from what I see, Tavares and Marner are both free agents after the end of next year. Yes. Tavares will be six to seven years older than Marner at that point. Yes. Tavares will be 34, turning 35. Or Marner will be 27, 28. Would you trade Marner now and then hope to re-sign Tavares at like I don't know. League men. Five. He's not going to take league men, <laughs> but like five mil. Uh, like, like a, like a three year 15 and trade Marner for who John Gibson. What goal are you um, going to get? Yeah. That that's the thing. The, the biggest thing is, is, is everybody needs a goaltending goaltender right now. I mean, this year has been much like your guys's NBA. This this year is the is the is the shitty goaltending year. Everybody needs a goaltender, and if you're not and if you're not one of those teams that have a solid tandem, you're you're looking for one. And so is and Toronto's no different. I don't know that Mitch Marner would would lift his no movement clause, but if it, let's assume it's not there, I, I call me crazy. I would because I I only say that because I'm not worried about this team in the regular season. He gets you to the playoffs, no problem, but. You need players that get you through the playoffs. And he hasn't proved that he is that. Nylander is the only one that really has proven that. Austin Matthews, I think, has been a little banged up. And but you just you Mitch Marner has a mental thing that I think it, the pressure just gets to him. And and maybe I'm crazy and and just a, a hater of Mitch Marner. But uh I I think I think I agree, Alex. If you can find a goaltender that 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 fits, 
trade him now because at the end of the day, he he's a UFA after after next year. He's going to look for the bag. I mean, let's be real, right? He's he's going to look for the bag. I don't know how Toronto. I mean, even though the cap's going up big time next year, I don't know how they fit him. Austin Matthews' higher contract comes in next year. Uh, John Tavares, to your point, I think maybe signs for you know a few years at five million, but you you have you may have to ask him to go less because he's thirty five at that point. Like, uh, I don't know. It's it's so tough. Um, but I, I yes, I would try and trade him now. I'm gonna tell I'm you what happens right now. You ready? The yes. Canucks fuck it up and don't sign Pedersen Marner to the Canucks because that's what the Canucks would do. You know they would do that shit. They would do that because that's exactly what the Canucks would do. Same guys. Here's the thing about Pedersen. I I actually respect Pedersen. I think that he legitimately just wants to play the this season and then deal with it later. There are players. Some players actually, you know, just say that because they don't plan on. I think he really wants to stay. I think he just he's a guy that wants to play. Uh, and, and, but they, if they fuck it up, you better, you bet your bottom dollar that there, that Mitch Marner will be a, a Vancouver Canuck come next really? year. Um, uh, that would be fucking wild. Uh, I love that. Um, but, uh, great question. I, 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 I don't know. I, there's just the Toronto is just always in the, always in there. And I, I, I just, I just wonder what, how they're going to do it all come next year. I mean, their, their defense just looks sad. Um, and that's coming from an, from an Oilers fan who's actually seen a little bit better defense on his team. Uh, but it's not this Colorado Avalanche or insert uh, the, your uh, LA Kings or insert any other na- uh, name out there that's that's solid. So um, let's do some marquee matchups. Thank you, Alex, for that question. Um, marquee matchups this past uh, this past week, uh, James, you went two and one solid. Uh, uh, Tyler, you went one and two. Alex went two and one, and I went three and oh, baby. Uh, James, you're seven and eleven after that. Tyler, you're nine and nine. Alex, you also are seven and eleven, and your boy is ten and eight. So we're getting uh, slurpees, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Uh, so we have a few more um, key matchups for this week. Um, I didn't even think about doing it like like you did Alex or pick bad teams. I just kind of picked teams that kind of were interesting. Um, I do like that idea. <laughs> I do that next week. Or the, the so only because those two teams showed up when I was looking and I was like, Oh, that's too good. I have to I, do it. I love that. Well, tomorrow we have uh Vegas heading over to Av- to the avalanche. The Vegas golden Knights are on a bit of a skid in Colorado avalanche. Just can't seem to find the most consistency, but they're still one of the best teams in the league. James Vegas at Colorado avalanche for me. Avalanche, you like the abs here. Um, for my sake, I hope you're right. Uh, what about you, Ty? Lanch. The Lanch. What about you, Alex? Are you with the Lanch? Yeah, because James told me Kale McCarr is an all-star, so I'm going abs. <laughs> uh, just to be different, I'm going to say Vegas. Um, they have to start coming back now, and I think that they could do that against Vegas tomorrow, or against uh, the Avalanche tomorrow. Um, The Devils are headed to Tampa Bay. Both teams are kind of in that middle ground. They need to find some wins. Uh, Tyler, let's start with you. Devils at Lightning. I'm going to go with the New Jersey Devils here. New Jersey Devils, they really need it. Uh, Let's go to James. I'm I'm sorry, let's go to Alex. The Devils have burned me, so I'm going Lightning. (laughs) You're going going Bolts, okay. Uh, What about you, James? I agree with Alex. You go, you're going lights as well. Bolts. Um, I am going to say, 
I'm going to say the Devils, even though I'm really happy about the about Tampa Bay's comeback today, boys. That was really nice to see. And now officially, both the Kings and the Avalanche and the Golden Knights have more real losses than the Edmonton Oilers. Crazy. Uh, Coyotes at Wild, boys. Let's Who hasn't gone first? Alex hasn't gone first, so you go first. Coyotes at Wild. Uh, Yotes. I don't know. Yotes. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I don't know is not one, but I'll take your yotes. Uh, what about you? Tyler. Yotes. Yotes. What about you, James? Are you going to change? Yeah, I'm going to go wild. <laughs> wild here. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sit wild too. Um, I, the yotes just seem just kind of think they might be coming back down to earth a little bit. Um, but that is all we have for the hockey this week. Next week, be, uh, be prepared boys. We are going to do our, second quarter qual it's a halfway point um just like we did uh you know a couple months ago um and see how we're doing in terms of our guesses and how things are looking you know come next week thank you trading another great nhl segment as always and that's going to wrap up episode 181 of tldr podcast we hope you enjoyed if you did please like um even if you didn't like it please share it with other people we always appreciate the uh the the sharing and the liking and all that good things that we um, need to grow this podcast. Uh, we hope you appreciate it and, and loved it. Uh, we'll keep coming to you every week. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Talk about all about the crazy NFL and the NBA and the hockey's. And I don't know what I'm talking about next week, but turn in next week to find out because it'll be something super random. So hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time.